This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another episode of the No Students Podcast. I'm Tyler McAfee, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, how are we doing? I'm jacked up. I'm really, really pumped for this one. Anytime we can talk about big boards, draft, anything, I'm excited. And, um, you know, I'm trying not to say excited. And there you go. I barely lasted 30. <laughs> so, no, I'm really excited for this one. Um, doing good, though, Metcalf. Catching up on some film. It's been great. You know, a lot of NBA exciting stuff. Everyone's fighting everyone. So this is just somebody hit somebody. Shout out to Jackie Moon. How are you doing, sir? How's how's the week? Fantastic. Uh, my my wife had knee surgery over <laughs> over, over last weekend. Um, so I've been in full caregiver mode. Just the best time. Something I'm super good at. Love it. Um, <laughs> I can't think but, of anything worse than, you know, significant other having knee surgery. Just being like, well, you know. It, it, it's race? it's a lim- it's limited her ability to uh do much shockingly yeah. um but you know i did i have a little more leeway in terms of teasing her and talking crap and then being able to scamper away a, a little more effectively so yeah. you know what are you gonna do there, catch there are me? perks there are perks <laughs> there, there's a bright side um oh, but no no I, I i'm good love that we have so much college basketball left um how much I love these performances. That's, that's a whole different conversation and one we'll dive into throughout the show. Uh, but before we dive into the big board, the no ceilings composite big board, uh, just for clarification, the rankings that we will be running through um, on this episode, they're the composite rankings that you can find over at no ceilings, nba.com hundred uh, percent free to see those. We will be comparing our personal rankings to those, but the rankings themselves are the entire team's composite average rankings. Um, also over at noceilingsmba.com uh, is where you can sign up for No Ceilings Plus, uh, where you can get select articles. Uh, we've had a lot of good stuff going up over there. I have a couple things NBA development-wise and how it can relate to the 2024 draft um, and the works as well. So you get access to all of that. Also private Discord um, with us. We've been having a lot of fun conversations going on over there. Uh, people have been asking a ton of questions, a lot of input from our readers as well on guys they like we're getting tips from them uh so it's really fun over there you also get access to our personal big boards where you can question and roast us and all of that kind of fun stuff um and then we will also occasionally be having um video meetings as well um additionally underdog sponsoring us this year great friends of the show uh use promo code no ceilings to get a deposit match and access to a ton of specials uh this week for the pick em, um i'm going with malik renault higher 1.5 assists his passing has been awesome this year i'm also going jamal shed higher than 1.5 steals um he's averaging almost 
three and a half a game, I think, this year. Real pest last year on defense. They're playing Towson, uh, who has a 246-ranked turnover percentage so i'm feeling good about him getting at least two steals there and then i'm capitalizing on the weekly special of joe burrow higher than 0.5 yards they're just begging you to win use promo code no ceilings or the link in the description um rucker let's get into it big board reactions we're gonna go five at a time here or so so on the no no ceilings composite big board version one our top five in order at number one, Justin Edwards, two, Alex Sar, three, Ron Holland, four, Stefan Castle, five, Jacoby Walter. I mean, I've already had some adjustments with my big yep. board. I, I have to kind of warn everyone. I made some adjustments today to my big board. I got very aggressive with it. So I'm not married to the final numbers when it comes to submitting for the upcoming big board update, which, you know, probably a little bit away. But um, I do feel like the second and third installments are where you really start to move stuff down up aggressively. Going off the consensus ones, Metcalf hit me. What, what, are, your, what are your initial reactions? Um, we caught some, some heat on the line Ooh. for number one. Hmm. He has not helped us no, no. with his recent performance. <laughs> Um, but it's early and we have to always remind everyone it's very early. There's still a lot of stuff that can happen. Turnarounds, guys get hot, guys find their groove, but yes, we heard you guys all loud and clear. We, we understand. And not everyone had Justin Edwards at number one. No, but some of us did. And I'm, I'm here to say, my name is Tyler Rucker. I had Justin Edwards at number one. So, um, what are you thinking? What are you thinking right now? We um, can overreact early overreaction time, baby. We can do this. Yeah, I mean, a week removed. Um, so the, this did go up last Friday. So we're a week removed from this initially posting. I think if we immediately took everyone's boards right away, um, or right the second, I think it would look different already. Yes, yes, I do too. Things have moved already. I think that's how underwhelming some of these performances have been. Uh, Justin Edwards also wasn't one on my board. Um, and he wasn't number one on a lot of boards. I think his average ranking... Um, across all of our boards was like 2.4. It yeah. was close when wow. we did the math. Everything was very, very close. Yeah, we're all within that 2.4 to like 3.5 range. So there is so much variance on this year's boards that some of these numbers may look a little funky. It's early, but coming into the year, I felt good about Edwards at one and I ended up moving Jacoby Walter to one. I moved Justin Edwards down to two. Um, I might have to move him down a little bit again soon. But overall, the top five of Edwards, Saar, Holland, Castle, Walter, I think those are probably the five right names to have still, just maybe not in that order. Yeah, I think it's the right names. Um, I know we got like the Isaiah Call year army was coming mm-hmm. at us, which I was like, oh, this is the the vibe for this year. That's who everyone's a little passionate about. And it was like, hey. Collier is still very high up on our board, mm-hmm. we'll but I do think next. that's the, yeah, I do think that's the, the top five names right now. I think that's the, the right names. It's just the order needs a little shakeup. Um, my updated one, I have Jacoby castle, Sar Holland Edwards. It hurt. It hurt a lot. I mean, I moved and this is overreaction time, but I've moved Edwards from one to five. And I already, I mean, I've messaged the group chat. I've talked to people and I was like, I know I'm, the moment I'm moving him down, he's going to start putting it together. And I'm going to be like, son of a gun. But 
it's just this is this was my reaction one today of just being like let's just who's impressed me who's jumped out and you know i'll go to sleep tonight and be like eh, is edwards at five but it feels right with sar i had early at five um he's been great i've moved him back up it just feels a little bit better holland has had flashes, but he also just had a, what, 11 turnover performance with the night loss by 900 points. So I I still think that's the right order. It's just, it's very early. We've seen a couple of games from these guys. Some have really impressed. I've liked what I've seen with cat from castle, but we need more. Um, Jacoby's had a great game followed up by not so much and then followed up by another great game. So sample size, we just need more of that. All right, uh, moving on to the next batch of five. We have Donovan Klingen at six, Modest Bezelis at seven, Isaiah Collier at eight, Scotty Middleton at nine, and Riley Kugel at 10. It's tough because uh, I will say when these came out, I was like, I really like the preseason rankings. I, I really liked like what the consensus said with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's fun because we're talking about this after a couple of games in which you're like, whoa. <laughs> And I was one of those guys I had, I think Kugel's I'm struggling a little bit with Kugel. Yep. Um, there's talent, there's serious upside. I had him a lot higher to start the year. Where did I have him? I had, yeah, I think I had him still as like a potential lottery guy. Um, Move them down a little bit. There's just some stuff now that I'm starting to see where I'm like, eh, I'm not feeling great, you know? So I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Let let let's stick with Kugel there for a okay. second because I I I've dropped him almost out of my top twenty um, at this point, and I had him at like six or so to start the year. Um, it's been not great. Um, and I it it's weird because it feels like he's trying to play, trying to be a player that he's not. Um, and some of the passing has been atrocious, where he's. Make, trying to make passes that aren't there at all. And it feels like he's trying to be a playmaker when he's not. And it's like all I, at least all that I want to see from him is, can you really be that high level off ball scorer where can you consistently knock down catch and shoot threes? Can you run off screens and either make the right decision on a, to slash if the guy chases over the screen or, you know, pivot back and knock down a catch and shoot three off a screen. Uh, can you cut, can you, you know, offensive rebound, can you play some defense? And the answer to a lot of that right now is no, it seems like he's overcomplicating everything. All of his, all of his stuff at the rim is unnecessary. There's a lot of fluff to it. There's, he's trying to make everything way more difficult than it needs to be. Instead of just dunking on a guy or instead of just, you know, shifting to his left hand and finishing, he's double pumping and throwing spins and trying to throw up these like over, over the head hook shots. And it's like, what are you doing? Like there, there's no contact here. You're anticipating it before it even comes and you're just overcomplicating every aspect of the offense. And I, it's almost like he took the hype from what he ended last year with and convinced himself that he needed to be so much more than that. And is just uncomfortable and overthinking every aspect of his game right now. I like how you put that. I, it, it looks like a guy that is trying to drop 30 a game because he's like, I have to do that with all the buzz coming around me. He plays Loyola, Maryland to start the year, drops 23 with four assists and six steals. And it was like a, whoa, and he was 10 mm-hmm. for 15. It was just an eye opener, but 
plays Virginia, goes seven of 19 for 17 points. Um, and then his recent game in 20 minutes, you know, they won big, but he had five points, two rebounds. He was one for seven from the field. And I went back and I was like, I know this is going to be ugly, but I want to watch shots. I just want to see the quality of shots he got on every attempt. And I feel like I, of, of those seven shots, I feel like I liked one shot. Now uh, he had one where it was like an offensive rebound. He tried to put it back up and miss, but it was still just kind of like a lot of chaos, but there's just like, there's early shot clock step backs from beyond the arc that, that are contested. Um, there's just getting downhill and kind of not knowing what to do and throwing stuff up with heavy contests. It just seems like it needs to go back to being simple for him. Like he mm-hmm. is trying to do too much. He needs to not be like, I have to drop 28. It's like, no, you need to drop 17 with a couple boards and some assists and be efficient. And I think the, the last game, it just looked like there was some body language stuff where it was just like, ugh. and I'm like, come on, man, you got to play with some fire. Like, don't get too caught up. Like we always say the off night. It's one of my favorite things to scout the off night. And that was an off night for him. And I left watching it and I was like, so it's still early. Kugel's still young. He's a sophomore. It's going to be growing pains. The talent, that team has a lot of talent. So we're probably going to be talking about Florida a lot this year, but um, this is a class in which I think there's a lot of really talented guards. And if he's not, moving the needle for me right now. There's other guys I can look at. Like I have Jared McCain ahead of Riley Kugel and people will be like, what? And I'm like, mm. I've watched McCain. He's very comfortable at playing good basketball and being a connector. So I, I just yeah. think it's going to be interesting. Like you said, to see if Kugel lets the game come to him more because the first game, it was like, woo. All right, here we go. Buckle up. Like this is what we wanted to see. And then he's had two performances where you're like, eh, okay. So I'm just waiting to see Mo with him, but what else you got? Any other, any other names? Um, I mean, modest, we've talked about him a lot. We haven't really seen him, um, since those birth games when we reacted to those, um, Collier, we talked about him a good amount on the last episode could really easily, you know, rise up more, need to see more in terms of ball security, in terms of shooting. Um, last game had a ton of turnovers. So, We'll see. I know they were missing a couple guys in that game as well, but that's kind of one where you would still hope that he comes out and kind of dominates everything. Um, and is really the guy. I think Scotty Middleton is the name that we should probably talk about a little more too, and might be a surprise to a lot of people. A uh, little older for a freshman, just turned 20, but really just his game feels really easy to translate to the NBA where awesome defender, really good off ball scorer, really good shooter. And it's like, okay, this is a surefire kind of one and done three and D guy. Does he have a lot more upside than that? Maybe not, but if you can get that, which is, you know, a pretty surefire top eight rotation guy minimum in, you know, around nine or 10, I I think that's really, really good value. And especially in this type of draft. Yeah. Shout out to LOL. Great name. Um, Scotty is in the top 10. I, I, he's going to be one that I think is wait he's and see mode. For what it's worth. What'd you say? He's seven for me for what it's worth. I've got him at, in my new, I got him at 14 and it's not because um, I don't like Scotty. It's because I like a lot of the names that are making some noise. Someone just asked a question. We will be answering that very shortly um, and involving that player. But 
I think Scotty's one of those like Ohio State's got a good team. We talked about this previously. Ronnie Gales looked fantastic yeah. for them. Um, so Scotty's just gonna have to get his feet wet, earn the minutes, earn some more trust. And I think he will do that. It's just one of those when you have a talented team, you gotta earn your role, you gotta earn your spot. Um Keontae George had that last year. Like he, yeah, he had those games early on where he was fantastic, but it's like you still have to earn your trust with the coaching staff. Yeah. And um, I think Scotty's one of those we're just going to keep watching and, and wait and see mode, but definitely talented. Definitely one of those guys you got to get really familiar with if you haven't watched them yet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on to 11 through 15, but let's take a quick ad break. Okay, we're back, uh, Rucker. So 11 through 15 here. Um, on the first version of the No Zealand Composite Board. Uh, at 11, we have Izan Almansa, 12, Zachary Risacher, uh, 13, Omaha Baloo, 14, Tyrese Proctor, and 15, Cody Williams. Um, first, shout out to everyone watching with us and commenting. It's awesome to see some of these comments. Everyone's got to remember, this is preseason. This was our preseason big board. So, yes, a lot's going to change. The biggest one right now, I would say... I just want to start with this one because there's another guy I want to talk to you about plenty because I okay. caught up on his film. Um, Omaha at 13 yeah, was the eye-opener for me when we got all the numbers back to put yeah. this board together. Okay. I was just like, whoa, okay, there's a lot of guys that are still very um, believing when it comes to Omaha. And I thought, I love him as a prospect. I think he's going to be an eventual first round draft pick. Mm -hmm. But I think me and you had the concerns going into the year. where like, is it going to happen right away? Or is this going to be a guy that like maybe the end of the year starts to show some signs, has a great summer and then sophomore year breaks out. Yeah. From watching him, it's been a very slow start and he's one of those. I immediately wrote down with my scouting notes of like, you got to go back, like check in on him in a couple months, you know, because it, Right now, it looks like he needs time. He needs yeah. a lot of time. He needs that next year where it's like a little bit more confidence walking into the locker room, a little bit more like, okay, like I'm ready to go. But it's tough with some of these guys because we always say it like it, you, you're an incoming freshman just because you were a big talent doesn't mean you're going to hit the ground running. And I think Omaha is just trying to kind of find his groove. So what is it specifically? Is it a skill set? Is it processing speed? Is the game too fast for him? Is the ball sticking in his hands? Um, what What is it specifically where it's like, this just isn't right yet. This isn't where we hoped that it would be coming into the season. For me, and, and I'm going to keep watching him because that's just what I do. I wake up at 5 a.m. and I'm turning on film. But like when I watched, he looks like he knows where he wants to go. It's just half a step slow where it's just like, okay, like, I'm supposed to rotate over here. Or there's like a hesitancy of like, wait, am I supposed to go? Is it too early? Like, and I think that's just reps needs time. Um, maybe it's a confidence thing where like, okay, he's not putting up numbers. Like he just needs to keep trusting it and we'll see. But mm -hmm. you know, when we get to conference play and stuff, maybe Omaha has a big game and it's like, there we go. And all of a sudden one of those big games can put together a string of nice games. So just early, you know, I, I feel like, Cody Williams, another guy, I think the first game looked like, eh. and then the last game you watched, you were like, uh Oh, is it happening already? Like he looked fantastic in their recent performance. So, um, a lot of these guys, especially freshmen, I feel like I'm like, okay, let's, let's pump the brakes and see, but Omaha, I feel like 
my overreaction is like, maybe this is a sophomore breakout guy. Okay. Um, the other name in this group that kind of surprised me was R- Risa Share. Um, pl- that it was a pleasant surprise, and yes, my, yes, my ranking yes, of yes. him, okay, kind okay, of, okay, kind of dragged up the uh, the consensus on that because you know, based on some of the group chat and whatnot, uh, I, I was anticipating him to be much lower. Um, and th- th- there was a, a healthy range on him, but it was encouraging to see the the rest of the group kind of start to slowly buy back in on him as well. I just watched him today. Um, caught up on a lot of his stuff. He looks really damn good. Yeah, I do. Um, I have him at ten on my updated one. I have him at six. Okay, I knew you did. I think he against St. Quentin went against the Jinka and had a sequence where he attacked and like threw down like a very nasty dunk, and it was one of those like I started doing spins in my <laughs> office chair because I was like, I've been waiting for that big fella. So. Um, he looks great. Yeah. I think he's a guy realizing his role, how to play smart. And he's hunting the ball now on offense. He's like, <laughs> I hate when guys give like the hands, like I'm open, I'm open. But I think it's great for him because it's like what we've wanted to see of not mm-hmm. being timid. He's like, feed me, give me the ball. And yeah, he's getting lightning quick catch and shoot. So he it's looks wild. awesome. It's crazy. The, the complete shift in mindset, confidence, everything he's had in what less than six months has it been six months i would say four just even going back to FIBA over the summer he was non-existent on offense he in the final against spain he had zero points and one shot attempt he looks like a a dream three and d guy right now that's starting to develop a little bit like he's getting the ball in transition and i feel like before he'd be like okay let me give it up now he's getting and being like let's go and i'm like oh he's transition. so Love it. I've, and that's the stuff where, like, he keeps putting these together. I'm going to be like, this is a top seven guy for me right now. Like, he's on climbing. Like, he is the guy right now that is climbing. Um, so, yeah, that's, I just wanted to talk to you about Risha Shea because I talked, I watched him today and I was like, man, Metcalf was not kidding. Like, this is fantastic. I was like, when's he playing? Like, that's when I know a guy's doing good is if I watch his film and I'm like, when's his next game? Like that, I feel like I write that down. I'm like, okay, he's got my attention. I got to check in on him. Yeah. And like when I wrote about him over at nocionsonbury.com um, the other week, that was one of the big things where I just tried to hammer it home, where it's like, if you are viewing this guy as a potential 6'9 primary wing creator, you're going to hate him. Because, but if you kind of instead shift your expectations to, is this a really high level, awesome 3 and D guy who's going to, give you some of the most versatile off or defense um, on the team and then really be a transition threat, you know, real threat off the uh, shooting off the catch off cutting off offensive rebounds with a little bit of connective passing. Then it's like, Oh, okay, this is really exciting. And then you realize that, Oh, he might be at the top of that kind of archetype in this draft. And if he is, then we're talking about top 10 guys still, maybe not one, two, three, like some people hoped coming into the season or, you know, a year ago and all of the way too early mock drafts and whatnot. But if you can get that type of talent and contributor in the five to 10 range, that is incredible value. So I, I I'm very much back in on Risa sure, but a lot of basketball to be played left. The, the fact that he shifted that confidence and that willingness to, try stuff and make an impact consistently though is so encouraging could you see him going one 
Oh, no. He he would have to shoot 43-ish percent on like five attempts a game. Um, I think year. he's I think he'd have to clean up some 10 of them. in his last three games from three. Small sample I, size, but good numbers. Um, I, he, he would have to clean up some of the foul stuff. Um, top three? Maybe. Maybe. I know if some of if Justin Edwards doesn't turn it around, if Ron Holland continues having seven plus turnovers a game, uh Buzelis kind of keeps looking like he does. Collier I mean, Buzelis hasn't played yet, so right, everyone calm right. down. We know that, but we're just saying from previous um, games. Collier's shot you know, trends the wrong direction. I, I think a lot would have to go right for him to go top three. Um but again, this is kind of the draft where if that's gonna happen, and a team's gonna be like fuck it let's just take a guy that we're really confident in being you know a quality starter this would probably be it yeah i'm right there with you okay uh moving on to the next batch at 16 we had Adaimara, 17 garway dual 18 jared mccain 19 elliot cadeau and 20 trey alexander where do you want to start um i'll tell you right now garway is going up and i need yeah. providence to play the damn kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good game. I did like a film spread on Twitter. Thanks for everyone for blowing that up. That was really cool. Like I, I just was like, when I do those, it's like because a guy catches my attention so much and I broke down his game and I was just like, my gosh, this kid is great. <laughs> so it's just like, he's so much fun. And then literally the next game, I feel like they barely played him. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so, um, so it's just one of those, like I, I, I get it with, freshman and yeah you know new coaches you're trying yep. to kind of but i get it it's just i got him at 12 i moved I him up nine. seven okay good i moved him up seven spots um he's behind my knight in shining armor which we'll talk about in a second because metcalf's in that fan club too um so yeah i love garway mara looked great last night i would say mara looked very good mara looked like oh okay here we go this is what we were thinking um Hit a couple outside shots, had a really beautiful lefty hook, had a couple great dimes. It was a very smart uh, Mick Cronin. We're probably going to roll over these guys. Let's get a die some some playing time. Um, they got a big Monday Marquette UCLA. That is a very big game for scouting purposes, just to see a Dembona and what Mara can do against Marquette because that's a wagon. So. Um, yeah, those are my two thoughts. What, what, what do you got? Yeah. And just Garway is everything I've wanted him to be. Um, so far he was one of my darlings coming into the season. Uh, I, I just feed him the ball, feed him the ball, let him play. Uh, nice posting the comment, hyping you up. Perfect. <laughs> Love I know that. Metcalf liked it. I know Metcalf <laughs> likes that. Um, Ooh, we'll get to him later. Yeah. Um, Jared we'll McCain. answer these questions later. We'll answer. Yeah. You guys have a bunch of good questions. They're funneling in. We'll make sure we answer some questions later. Go ahead, Metcalf. Jared uh, McCain. McCain and Cadeau have just been okay for me. I think Trey Alexander is the, the big one. And the variance on his rankings amongst the group was probably one of the bigger ones um, where some people had him like mid to late second round where they're basically completely out on him. Um, I have been pushing the Trey Alexander as a first round talent for three years now. I he looks like a lottery pick. He looks like a top 10 talent. He he's 
the real fucking deal, and I am so excited to see him taking control of this team and delivering. Had him at 18 on my first preseason board. I have him at 11. And Stop never, copying my I love God, it. You coward. I've never been more pumped about having him where I have him right now. He looks he looks like a guy that went through the draft process and had a very good year last year and went through the draft process and realized he wasn't getting buzz and he was just like it was best. All right, <laughs> fine. And from the international tour that Creighton had, you saw clips where guys were chirping at him on the opposing team and he just was like, All right, and got that dog in him. You you just saw he went and he went on like a tear in one game where he was just like giving yeah. the business. And I was like, that is what I wanted to see, Trey. Like that right there is why I wanted you to go back to school because now you have that pissed off of like, this is personal. Like it, it is literally the Michael Jordan meme from last. It's like with Trey Alexander, like this is personal now. So he looks awesome. He almost just had a 20 point triple double, but it's just Metcalf. Like he's doing stuff we talked about last year. Yeah. But yeah, now I, he's doing it more aggressively and it's just hilarious. I mean, me and you had an episode where I was like, are we crazy? Like, what is going on? Why does no one like this kid? And he's getting to the mid range. He's throwing spin dribbles at people for fadeaways. He's blocking shots. He's throwing out dimes. He's yeah. just awesome. His last game against Iowa, he's, he's getting defensive rebounds and looking up and throwing hit aheads like immediately. He's just, and the game has slowed down. Yeah, it, it looks incredibly slow where he's just getting to his spots whenever he wants. Um, the defense still looks good. It's been good for two years. The previous two years looks just as good now where he's blocking like mid-range pull-ups. Um, I, I, I don't know what the hesitancy is because I mean, he's 6'4". I think so he's, he's probably going to play. This is, this is a good comment and why I wanted to highlight it. I think everyone thinks that, and he measured like six four at the combine with like a plus three or four wingspan. Like I was like, okay, so it's not that. Like it was, it was a good measurement. Um, we can try to find it while we keep talking on, but it was good numbers. Like I was like, okay, like another thing. Like what is going on? Uh, he has a six ten wingspan. Oh, there you go, plus six. So yeah, and you see, like, I don't want to make this the Trey Alexander hour, but I absolutely love him. I'm going to have to probably have a bar fight with Metcalf to figure out who's going to write about him for no ceilings, but maybe that's a piece we tag team on. I don't know, but he, he looks like one of the best guys in college basketball right now. He he looks like a national player of the year. He does. player. And I, I know the history of those guys turning into big time NBA guys isn't great. And I'm not saying Trey Alexander is going to be an all NBA guard or anything like that, but I think what he's continuously showed over the past three years is that he plays awesome defense on guys in the backcourt. He can play off ball, running off screens, hitting knockdown jumpers, being that second side uh, creator. And now he's showing that he's can be that lead initiator where he can play point guard, where he can run a, the primary pick and roll and set up other guys as well. Uh, he read, he plays an awesome two man game with him and Kalkbrenner. And now he's reading the weak side a little better as well. So is he a little small for a two or three in the NBA? Yeah, probably now, but I think he's showing stuff where he's a combo guard that's leaning a little more towards point guard. And 
those rosters are becoming a lot more easy for guys to fit in when we continuously see these jumbo initiators like a Luca, like a Jason Tatum, you know, like put him alongside a guy like Anthony Edwards. That's the kind of guys that I think you can, that are ideal for him to slot in next to. And that type of archetype is becoming way more prevalent throughout the league. So five, six, seven, eight years ago, fitting him into an NBA roster, I agree probably could have been a little more tricky, but now I don't see a whole lot of hang up or issues with it. And again, not saying he's going to be an all NBA type guard, but a really solid rotation guy. Yeah. Easy. Absolutely. Um, we need to go on to the next right. set now because we have a, oh, we have a special, we have a special, we have a special comment. So we have to go to the next session. Okay. Um, at 21, El Marco Jackson, 22, Adem Bona, 23, Nikola Topic, 24, Kyle Filipowski, and 25, Bobby Clintman. There we go. The Mr. Worldwide, Ignacio, <laughs> throwing down a comment for us. Um, I will say, El Marco, I've moved down. I think it's just one of those guys where a lot of mouths to feed right now for yeah, that Kansas team opportunity opportunity. We'll see how he progresses throughout the year. You never know. That's a guy that could swing his stock. And Dewan Harris looks awesome right now. Yeah. They, they've looked like that veteran classic Kansas team. That's just going to be scrappy as hell. And, um, Bona, I have a 13, 12. Okay. Um, looks possessed. He's insane. He looks possessed. Um, the Marquette game, I'm going to tell everyone right now, if he has a big game against Marquette, that is the name that is going to start buzzing. He is going to start getting everyone's attention because he's looked fantastic. Um, I think I hit Metcalf with like recording the screen on my phone this morning, sent him a couple texts of Bona. I know he's doing it against lower level competition. I absolutely understand that, but it's the stuff he's showing we did not see it that smooth, that nice last year. So, um, yeah, I, I I love Bona. We just got a comment that someone loves KJ Adams. So there you go. There's oh. Metcalf. So I keep <laughs> yeah, speaking to heart. his heart. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. But what else did you think? We should talk about Ignacio's comment, but we can wait until you have your Bona. Moment. Yeah, <laughs> phrasing. Um, <laughs> I I have El Marco like 35. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's talented. I've, I've just never been convinced he's a he's a this year guy. I know some others are very high on him. Bona, we just 12. I, I tried telling you guys last year, this dude's one of the best defenders in college basketball, and the offensive stuff was improving at the end of last year. Go back and watch the tape. There were signs of it. There were signs of the 10-foot face-up jumpers, the, the jab step rip-through drives. There are signs of it. He doesn't have to be... Jokic out there. He doesn't have to be Embiid out there. He just has to be an awesome play finisher, and that's what he's doing. Um, Filipowski, Clintman feel about right for me. Um, I have Filipowski a little higher. Let's talk about Topic. I would imagine that he goes up quite a bit. Um, Albert and Corey just had an awesome breakdown of him uh, on yesterday's uh, on Thursday's episode. So if you haven't listened to that, make sure to go check it out. I also had a video breakdown over on our YouTube channel and a whole written piece about him as well over at NoSeelandsNBA.com. Go check those out as well. Um, Corey compared him to Bob Cousy. I love that comp. Um, I think that's really fun. I have, I have Topic at 24 still, and he's incredibly productive. He's incredibly fun. 
I just I, I, I don't know what to do with him. I have him at nine. Oh, oh okay. Um, I'm just in. I think Corey, I, I was watching him again, watching Metcalf's great video on YouTube about it, and then I just kept watching Topich, and I'm like, like the sky's a stud. Like I'm in. He's a big size guard. He's an offensive wizard with some really good feel. And when I make my big board, I'm also like going off of like, I know how teams are going to view these guys. Like if you're producing in this type of league with that size, with that playmaking ability, teams are going to be very intrigued. He's got to clean up some stuff, finishing some, some floaters, touches. I thought Corey and Albert did a great job talking about Topic. Um, But I thought Corey brought home a great point and it's, you know, our boy. Mike Schmitz like made a great point to Corey back in the day. And he was like, you know, when, when you look at those guys, those guards in that league, you have to remember in Serbian league, they always have big guys. So like, yeah, Topic might look small on the court, but no, it's because big. no, I'm just saying he's like six, five, six, 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 seven. But then you, he might look smaller on the court, but it's because he's with a bunch of giants. And I feel like when we saw Nikola Jovic, Nikola baby, um, come over and I saw him at summer league. I was like, gosh, he's huge. Like I was yeah. just like, he, I knew he was going to be big, but I was like, he's humongous. And I think that's something in my head where like Gavoni, I've seen him have him at six, seven, which is always interesting. I've seen him around six, five. I think mega's website had him around six, five. So we'll see, but talented guard with great feel and some offensive upside. I just think, I'm buying into that. Um, and I have a weakness for Serbian players because I've coached against them, coached a couple of them. They're tough as nails. They mm-hmm. they really are, and they work their butt off. So I'm buying it. Um, wait and see. But I, I really do think that's the one that probably on our consensus board will start climbing yeah. more. I think when I saw it first, I was like, oof, that's low. But I think everyone's going to start drinking a little bit more Kool-Aid and then Metcalf will keep weighing that down with his <laughs> ranking and then we'll finally get to a normal route. So no, yeah, I, I, I don't want to come across as a Topich hater because I, I love not. I love it's, his offensive creation. His at rim finishing is absurd. I just he doesn't play a lick of defense. And I don't ever expect that to really change. Uh the size makes him a little easier to hide, but the, the dude doesn't defend. Um Metcalf's and... getting very antsy to answer all these Bub Carrington questions. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll, 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 we'll get to it. I promise. Um, we're going to talk but about it. does he ever shoot? Does Topic ever legitimately shoot? And I keep seeing people classify him as a dribble pass shoot guy. And there is not a single level of competition yet where he has proven that he can shoot consistently at a really high level. That's why we're going to wait and see. Okay. Uh, I... <laughs> But see, I'm at a point where I don't think it's that bad. Like, I don't think the in-between game is where it's, it's my, non-existent. From, yeah, it's the in-between game. If it doesn't take some strides, will get him out of my top ten. Like, I'll be like, eh, because like if I got Garway Duall, that it just starts having fantastic games, and I'm like, hey, I have this alien-like guard with fantastic measurements that has shown me versatility all over the court offensively. I know Topic is such a good playmaker, but Garway has the potential to be a two-way demon. 
So that would be like, oh, well, I can move Garway ahead of Topich. But if I think Nicola's got a, a lengthy season still, I think that stuff will start to show. Um, and we're also talking potentially six, seven with fantastic feel. Like th- it's one of those guys you could just find a, a spot on the court and NBA system. I think it'll work. Um, so I'm just, I'm just buying right now. Yeah, no. And, and you should, I, I'm yeah. being obnoxiously stubborn. No, but that's it. what and, we and just do. To, just to go to, a, you know, just for the record for his outside shooting stuff. I, I know the percentages look good right now. It's 36% overall, 43% off the dribble. It's also only 39 total attempts and 21 attempts from uh, off the dribble. So there's a lot of small sample size. His numbers in FIBA over the summer were like 20%-ish, give or take five or so. Um, They were bad, basically. So it's I I, if it's still at these levels or similar levels a month from now, I I will eat crow and I will skyrocket him and back up because he is so much damn fun and I want to love him. I just... I've I've been burned by that type of guy so many times where I just have PTSD about it. But but before we go on, yeah, everyone has to realize like this is why our preseason boards are great because everyone will be like, why do you guys have him so low? And it's be it's because we're taking consensus rankings. If someone yeah is not sold, they're gonna wait, and that's why I'm always like, don't get married to our first big board of the year <laughs> because Very like. Fun. Well, last year, um, or no, the Keegan Murray draft, we didn't even have Keegan, I think, in our first round. The second big board, I think he was like in a top 20 or something. And then um, the Johnny Davis one was the same thing. Like, it takes time to see these guys climb. Also, random shout out. Thank you for everyone for commenting on the video I had of. I was having such a nice evening. And then I I was having one too. And then I was sitting on the couch and I made it. So, for everyone who hasn't seen it, I have Johnny Davis shooting at Wisconsin and Johnny Davis shooting now. We need oh. to do an X Files CSI investigation because they completely ruined his shooting form. So I will um, never forgive the Wizards. No, never forgive them. Um, so, anyways, but yeah, it takes time. Like the second or third big boards, you'll start seeing some guys. We've gotten 15 comments about Bub Carrington. We're going to talk about him. And that's a guy like we weren't expecting that with our preseason boards. He looks fantastic. He's going to be a riser. So it just, we're, get, we're getting our feet wet. And it's going to take a little bit of time to to have some final rankings. I was there with Topich before, like a week before um, we submitted our boards. I was there. I had him like 20. And then I went and watched him more. And I was like, this kid can, this kid can play. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I, I, I'm moving him up. So it just takes time, baby. Takes time. It does. All right. Uh, let's round out the first round here or our top 30 here at 26, DJ Wagner, 27, Mackenzie Mbako, uh, 28, Milo Suzan, 29, Trayvon Brazil, 30, AJ Johnson. Ooh, death row. Um, you, you start. Um, <laughs> thanks. That, that bus you just threw me under was no DJ no looks tough. Uh, DJ, DJ, DJ. I, I've never really been a super fan of his game and it's not, translating great some of his passing stuff has looked a little better um but it's been rough uzan out of this group is really the only one i'm really intrigued by uh i you know just watched brazil's most recent game before we hopped on here didn't love it aj johnson aj johnson is tough because that nbl rising stars situation is really not doing those guys a whole lot of favors right now, but you see the flashes of potential. He's just so physically behind. If he's sitting there at 30 and I'm an NBA team and I don't really care about 
having a guy come in and contribute right away or getting real minutes and he's fine just going to the G League for a year and playing and figuring out the speed of stuff and the physicality and getting stronger and developing his body. That's the the very end of the first round is where I love taking a swing on a guy like that. So I I know that seems aggressive given the fact that he's getting like three to five minutes a game over in the NBL. Uh, but the talent's there. It's just how quickly is it going to become a real thing in terms of NBA production? Yeah, I mean, I'm just running quick. DJ, we had the same concerns, and none of those concerns have been answered. Um, we'll wait and see. I'm, I'm waiting and see mode with him. Mackenzie, same story. I feel like it's one of those idea guys where we can't yeah. fall in love with the idea. It just hasn't seen shot it. Shot looks Me- awesome. Yeah, shot looks awesome, but I'm always like, what? I need it more consistently. Milos, um, he was having a really good last game, first half, and then they were just rolling and kind of like the box score didn't finish over. So, like, I, I think I'm waiting to see with him too because uh, he's playing with Javian McCollum. They, he's looked good. So, we'll just wait and see with him. But um bummed to hear about your Brazil reaction. Now I have to go back and watch. He's um, fine. He's just not my cup of tea. I think he's going to be fine, and, and I've liked the flashes I've seen, but I've also think that's just we're slowly going to knock the rest off. Still, like, so I'm what does he do? What does he do better than Jackson Hayes? Shoot, shoot. I think he. I mean, I, I think Brazil's going to like. I've had a Thunder fan ask me like, "Would Brazil be great here?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, he would be a great player there for them in like the rotation." Um. I just think he's going to be a, a smart pick at the end of the first, maybe early second, like just good value. Anyways, let's move on from that. I wanted to focus on AJ Johnson because you had a great tweet this year. Um, I feel like it was like a month ago. Oh, You're like, AJ, John- AJ Johnson is going to be one of my toughest evals. And I was like, I agree with that statement. And then I went back and watched him. Gosh, I don't even know what day it was. Um, I watched him very recently and the flashes are awesome. They're insane. They're so fun. And like, it's very clear that he, his basketball IQ is super high. He works really hard. It's like this dude gets how to play. And they just fired their coach. Yep. So hopefully he gets some more minute. Um, I think hired Tatum's dad. Yes. Which was a, a real big whirlwind in my mind <laughs> when I found that out. I was like, whoa, okay. So um, we'll wait and see. But I'm right there with you. If like a team, if he was on the board late twenties, I think a team should jump all over that. But we'll we'll see. We talked about Ujamal Jiang before. He had a nightmare first half in the NBL. Second mm-hmm. half of the season, skyrocketed up into a lottery pick. Just gotta wait. We just gotta be patient with some of these young guys. Okay, uh, we're gonna do a little more rapid fire, uh, ten names or so at a time in the second round. Uh, but let's take our second and final break. Okay, we're back. Uh, 31 through 40 here. Um, Tyler Smith at 31. Deron Holmes, 32. Melvin Ajinka, 33. Dylan Jones at 34. Caleb Foster at 35. Kobe Johnson, 36. Kevin McCuller, 37. Uh, Tijane Saloon, uh, 38. Kwame Evans Jr. at 39. And Tucker DeVries at 40. I feel like this is always the range in preseason, which they're knocking on the door already um, for the second update to move up. Um, I like a lot of guys in these, this ranking, I think Tyler Smith's probably, I would bet right now is going to be the biggest mover. 
in that group. Um, I've personally moved him up to 23. I think there's something really good about a prospect that buys into what they are Mm -hmm. and doesn't try to be something that they aren't. Tyler Smith knows what he's good at. It's effective on the basketball court. He doesn't try to do too much. He's just one of those smart players that's going to play his role at a high level, and I think that's rare. A lot of these young guys want to show that they have more in their game. I think Tyler Smith still has a lot of best best of his basketball development ahead, but right now he's like, I can do this at a high level efficiently. That's got to be my bread and butter. Everything else will fall into place. So I think that's why he's probably going to be busting. He's been the best G League player right now. Yeah, I, I say that confidently. He has been the best player. And I know how talented Ron Holland is, but Tyler Smith has been efficient, smart, good. Like, So that's that's the one that stands out to me. What about you? Um, Caleb Foster being that low was really surprising. Shocking. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think there are going to be a lot of... I think he's going to jump a lot. A he lot. just had a big game the other day. Uh, Kobe Johnson, Kevin McCuller, Tucker DeVries. I think these are guys older guys who are just going to consistently produce and just kind of steadily climb as some of the more idea and theoretical guys ahead of them fall. Um, you know, it'd be great if those guys turned it around, but with it happens every year with guys like that and the surefire role player type guys, they just ine- inevitably climb into that late first round uh, to change saloon. I think could be another big idea, uh, potential guy that makes a huge leap another guy where the work rate and the physical tools are just through the roof. Super impressive. It's just that consistency, that refinement to his game that's missing. And that's the kind of stuff that comes in time. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him go top 20, honestly, come draft night. Um, anyone else? Are you good? Um, I, I agree with Foster. I think he's a top 20 yeah. prospect. I was shocked. That was the big name. I was shocked when I was like, Whoa, Caleb that low, but Hey, it's not, we never like, get the rank or the numbers back and be like, we got to fix this. We're just like, okay, this is it. And we'll, we'll see what happens next time. So no, I'm good there. All right. uh, Moving on to 41 through 50 at 41, Baba Miller, 42, Xavier Booker, 43, Bronny James, 44, Ryan Dunn, 45, Mark Mitchell, 46, Adu Tiero, uh, 47, Cohen Carr, 48, Dalton Necht, 49, Birkin Buyuktenshaw, um, apologies on pronunciation. Uh, 50 Reese Beekman. I'm just laughing because Burke, I watched like a video once to like practice his pronunciation like 20 times and I completely spaced until you had to read it. So I'm just <laughs> giggling about that. Burke will be going up. Is once it Burke gets- or Berkey? I think it's Burke. Okay. I've heard everyone. Uptonsil, I think it's something like that. Tinsil or something, but I, I'm sorry guys. I just space out. Um, Ryan Dunn. Big riser. Love him. Big riser. Great defensive. He might be one of the best defensive yeah. perimeter guys in the draft. Diero going up. Gotta be going up. I think I've loved what I've seen from a dude at Diero. Um, what do you got? Ryan Dunn, I would imagine, is probably closer to the first round in the next version. Um Tierro, I'm I bet he's probably around the same range. I think he's a little more dirty work kind of guy. And it's tough to get those guys to skyrocket up boards. Yes. Uh, I despite agree. How much we, we might love them. I think Dalton Necht is another guy who will probably rise considerably. His offense has looked 
exceptional, uh, really high level transfer. It's kind of it. The rest of the names feel fine. Um, Cohen Carr, they're some huge fans. I'm unfortunately not one of them. Um, he's fine. Awesome athlete. So we'll see. Any Darrow pro comps? Gosh, the draft guide. I forgot who we had for chemistry. I think he's just going to be this dirty. I I think Metcalf's right. I think he's going to be this dirty man type of guy. See Jay Crowder vibes, but he can't, he can't shoot. His shot is going in the right direction, but he's not like a six, eight Josh Okogie. Oh, that's not bad. That's a good one. He's just going to be a, um, getting some fans saying they don't see it with Baba Miller. And it's like, yeah, that's probably for another show. Um, the arrow is going to be a, a, fun one that people are going to like, but I think Metcalf's spot on there. It's tough when those dirty work guys, you know, it's tough to get those guys. They can have a skyrocket up until like the early second round, but I feel like it's hard to get that next leap of, um, you know, movement, but NBA teams still might take them in the first round because they're like, no, we need him. He's perfect for our rotation. Um, Cohen Carr, I'm not there. I, I don't get I'm it. I'm sorry, guys. I he, He's the, fun. He's very funny. Athleticism's holy crap mode. Probably best athlete in the country. Yeah. Arguably I, top three. Yes, yes. He had a sequence in their last game, and I like turned on the game to watch. I turned around, and he had uh, just unbelievable timing. It was like a sequence with him, and I just was like, this was disgusting. I I hated it. So I, I need to go back and watch him, but I'm, just, I'm out right now. Um, we'll wait and see. Um, and I think in that game, he finished with like two points. Um, Dalton's looked great for yeah. Tennessee. Um, what else? Anything? Um, I don't think so. Let's move on to 51 through yep. 60 and kind of round out this first version of the composite board. Um, at 51, Miles Kelly. 52, Aaron Bradshaw. 53, Alex Caravan. 54, Khalil Ware. 55, Wuga Poplar. Uh, 56, Pacome Dadie. Uh, 57, Oso Igodaro. 58, Terrence Arsenault, 59, Tristan Da Silva, and 60, Nikola Jurisic. Bradshaw's tough because we have him there, but um waiting to see if he's even going to play. Carabans look great. Miles Kelly just had a very ugly, efficient, non-efficient game, but he's had a couple of nice performances. What are your thoughts? Um, I have... I think the big difference one on here for me is Wuga. Um, I have him way higher. I have him. Where do you have him? Uh, oh boy. Um, you know, as I say that, I had Wuga at forty nine, but I'm probably looking to move him up. I have him at fifth or forty. Sorry. Okay. Um, he's been great. He's been, he's been on fire. That Miami team's a lot of fun. Him and Matthew Cleveland. I've never been a Matthew Cleveland guy, but he's been really good. I hate how much you're saying that. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I need uh, Wuga, Wuga, I need to move up more. He's been fantastic. He looks like a guy that might be hanging his hat on like, uh, hey, I'm the microwave scoring wing in this draft that you need to get your hands on. So I, I think that's a good one. I think everyone was I, I very he's a better athlete than Kelly too. Yeah, I well, he's he's better. He got a better frame. He's six five, I think. Miles was listed at six six one eighty. Wuga's six five one ninety seven. Wuga looks great. 
Um, it's probably, you know, I'm looking at my board right now. It's probably the adjustment I'm going to move. We'll go ahead of, of miles. Um, let's talk about clear wear. Okay. Everyone was shocked. We had him so low. Yeah. He's put up some big numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you at with him? Um, I have a little higher, but I have him at 48. What about you? I'm at 51. Okay. Um, I understand the numbers. I understand everyone's getting excited. But I also think he's in a very favorable position right now with that team in which mm-hmm. their offense has just been atrocious and they are feeding him everything in the world. I'm not shocked that he's blocking shots. I'm not shocked that he's a yep. good... I think with Khalil right now and why I have him where I have him is I need them to play someone. And yeah. if he does that against someone, then we can start to talk about moving him back up. But there's also like Metcalf last year, we hated the big class. This year, it's awesome. It, it's I'm just saying it's very, very deep. You can find your your recipe, what you're looking for. Like we haven't even talked about Missy from Baylor, yep. who looks like, you know, a DeAndre Jordan with bounce like scary bounce and power and he's probably like would you take missy right now over Khalil where if you were in a draft room and had a second round pick probably a big i would too because probably. i think missy's a raw ball of clay yeah yeah that plays that's his ass off like he gets places fast so i have missy in front of Khalil where and like I, I go through a lot of the bigs on my board that I've updated. And every time I get to two bigs, I'm like, who do I like more? And unfortunately, every time I got someone, Cleo Ware was dropping. So um, just my opinion. What what else do you think? Pacome yeah. looks great for Ratio Farm. He he's his, Have his last couple of games been, been better? He's tough because everyone's going to look at the numbers. And he's getting more run and... It's still little bits, but I'm put now. You're getting to put together the flashes, talked with their coach, coaches. Um, I've heard great things, and the flashes I'm seeing are fantastic. So I just think it's one of those like when we get more samples, mm-hmm. he needs a game in which they're playing. I'm like, hey, we're gonna play him 25 minutes, see what happens. But they have a very good team, so it's tough. Yeah. And but I just have liked the but- flashes are starting to pile up now, where you can get more film of kind of. A sample size if that makes sense yeah and they, they've been a really fun watch i've been intrigued with some of his stuff but it feels like all kind of connective complementary skills and again similar to the dirty work stuff it's tough for those guys to really skyrocket and i've yet to see him really take over and like be a big time scoring threat or a big time defensive threat so i i like the pieces but i'm not quite I- there yet I can't un, I can't begin to explain how scared I'd be if Cleo Ware had a Dembona's motor. Yeah. And just, just my two cents on Ware. I know yeah, the, yeah. The, the numbers look great. Um, and it's it's really good to see him turn it around in at least some aspect from where he was at Oregon last year. Um, I think the biggest difference is that he is being put in a perfect position to succeed where everything they're playing him at center. They're not having him be a power forward and just lurk on the perimeter and try and defend guys in space because he's never been good at that. He's never been good at flipping his hips and switching onto guards and perimeter guys. Um, but he's also he's always been an awesome shot blocker. And when they ha- they have him in drop constantly, they have Malik Renault take on the more bruising and the more um, athletic matchups. And they're just having where 
camp around the rim and block everything that comes around him and block er, and rebound every loose ball, every missed shot. And that's a perfect spot for him to be in. And hence, go look at the numbers. They track with that. Go look at his three-point attempts. They're putting him in the post all the time. They're having him be a, a screener, and then they have him rolling all the time. And Malik Renault is showing really good passing. I, I'm happy that Ware is putting up much better numbers. I need to see it all year, and I need to see him be kind of taken out of their game plan. I need to see what happens when there is a legitimate counter to what Indiana is trying to do and how he reacts to that. I, I think the matchup against Edie, Edie is going to be fascinating. Um, I got I got a better one for you. Yep. Everyone, here you go. This is this is the Khalil Ware moment. This Sunday morning, UConn at Indiana. Yeah, we're gonna find out a lot about Khalil Ware. Yep, he is going to be tested more than he probably realizes. And if Khalil Ware can put up a performance against Donovan Klingon and that UConn wagon, then we yep. are really going to find out some stuff. And I, I that's why I have him where. I think that's where why a lot of people at No Ceilings have him where they're at. Because it's not that we all we talk about Kulaware a bunch. It's not that we don't think he's talented. It is we are wanting to see we're not wanting to get fooled again. Shout yeah. out who? We're not wanting to get fooled again because last year we all were very high on it. It was a disaster of an experience at Oregon, but he is in a very favorable situation with Mike Woodson at Indiana. They've looked brutal offensively and against weaker teams and it's time to see if Ware can do this now against tough competition. He's got Michigan coming up on the schedule. He's got Auburn coming up on the schedule next month. Um, and UConn Sunday is going to be a very measuring stick. And if he does perform and start to put these together against tougher competition, yeah. I would not be surprised. He skyrockets up our boards because Absolutely. everyone right now has the same feeling. I think at, at no ceilings is everyone's like, I, I don't want to, you know, the fire's hot. I don't want to jump on it again and get burned. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Okay. Um, are, are there questions you want to run through? Do you want to go through some guys that we didn't talk about that we're guaranteed that we're very confident in will be on the next one or. Yeah, we can do where, guys. Where, where, that, where do you want to go from? Well, everyone's been talking, uh, talking about bub. We need to talk about him. We can talk about some guys. You're confident. Who are you think's moving up? Um, what do you got? You, you, you steer the, steer the ship here. Let's talk about Carlton Carrington. So everyone, I'll plug this. Metcalf, as you're watching live, if you're listening to this tomorrow morning, um, Metcalf, you're writing about him for NoSealingsInVay.com. It's free. I'm thrilled to be able to read that tomorrow because I know you've been texting me and being like, he's good. He can play. Like, this is serious. And I was like, okay. And then I was literally going to watch. I watched his first game. Very impressed. The triple-double game. Because anytime you're a freshman and you throw up a triple double and you're six five, I'm going to run to the computer to watch you. Um, but I, I I haven't watched his most recent game, which I want to. And I joked with you before we recorded, and I said I almost want to read your piece first and then go back and watch it. So hit me with it. Talk to everyone. Everyone's asking about him in the chat. Everyone wants to know what does Metcalf think of Bub? Great I'm nickname, at fourteen. By the way. I uh, I believe it's Lil Bub. Um, at, little cause bub, because I, I, I think his dad, early, you know, on uh, during my research, his dad was uh, called Bub Carrington, so he's Carlton Little Bub Carrington. Um, yeah, I have him at fourteen. The dude can just flat out play, and I, I can tell under- me why it's not an overreaction for you to have him in the lottery right now. 
Uh, the numbers are outlandish right now, and he has like a 70-plus effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage. Those aren't going to sustain. But everything he does, it's simple. It's him making the right reads. There isn't an abundance of flair or an over-reliance on athleticism um, that he plays with. It's really just simple decision-making. And in their last game, there was... Pitt's been running him out of this Chicago action um, constantly all season. And there was against Florida Gulf coast. They ran him out of it. Uh, you know, he, he attracted both help defenders forced the weeks, the help defender to tag the roller, just made the easy kickback to wide open shooter. A couple possessions later, same exact set, same exact result. Help defender started cheating out a little to the shooter and Carlton or Carrington, excuse me. Um, Read that. He recognized it, still made the pass, set up the three, guy knocked it down. A couple possessions later, exact same set. He looks off the help defender, who is now sick of getting burned on the th- from three, looks him off, ignores the roller, feeds the roller for an easy dunk. He just knows how to read the defense, how to manipulate momentum, um, his space creation. It's not Trey Manesque where he's, you know, really hyper extending and then snatching back. It's almost Shea Gill, just Alexander esque where he's planting that foot, that plant foot and getting down in like that 90 degree squat and then sending the defender flying and just pulling up with ease, stepping back. The shot looks smooth. The playmaking is accurate. Um, it's all just really replicable stuff. And yes, the numbers are going to come back down to earth a little bit um, in some form or fashion, but everything he does, it's really simple. And I don't say simple to try and undermine him or diminish what he's doing. I say simple because that's the stuff where even when you're in a cold stretch, you can go back to, and it's all about the process. The process with him is incredible. The numbers right now are outlandish, but the process and what he's doing to accumulate those numbers right now is exactly what you want from a six, five point guard. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it before we hit record. I said, um, it's one thing to be doing this stuff and be like, Oh, six foot junior. When you're six, five freshman, having this type of early success, you are going to get scouts attention in a hurry. People are going to be coming to scout you in person because, you know, this is, this is legit serious numbers. This is production. This is really impressive stuff. So I'm pumped to keep watching them. Um, I'm pumped to read your piece tomorrow. It's just a very exciting. There's always a curveball. It's like what I told you when we were about to record. I said, there's always a curveball every year in the draft. There's always a guy that we didn't have on our top 60 or, everyone isn't talking about that comes in and just lays the hammer down and starts skyrocketing and up boards. And, you know, he's firmly on the radar now. Well, let's see how he can continue to put this together. And if he can do this over the first, you know, I'm not saying this consistently, but if he can continue to impress over the first half of the season, yeah, he's going to be getting a lot of buzz. Um, we got a lot of comments about Rob doing him. So we need to talk just, about Yeah, Rob. just let, last, thing thing ahead, no, just, let, last thing on character. Last thing on Um, So not only is the process, you know, replicable and really encouraging, but just his senior year of high school was, is like 48, 38, 85 ish shooting splits, give or take a little bit on those, but good shooter and scorer in high school. Uh, set a school record scoring over a thousand points in his senior year. 
averaged like 28, seven and six his senior year. Um, wasn't in anyone's top 100, wasn't on RSCI top 100, wasn't on ESPNs. I think he was like 91 on 24 seven. Um, and the, the big red flag with his offense for me right now is that he's taking less than 10% of his shots at the rim. I think he only has three at rim attempts concerning, especially at his size, but senior year of high school, it was about 24 ish percent. So I think that's going to come back. I think it's going to improve, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And if it doesn't, and the shooting if efficiency kind of tails off, that's where we kind of get in the realm of, ah, okay, this was a really hot start. Let's see what next year looks like. Absolutely. So, so it's going to be, no, it's going to be interesting. Um, I just want to talk on Dillingham real quick. Um, and then we can do whoever else you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Dillingham's looked very good. Um, he had a great performance against Kansas. I am always going to be a wait and see guy, wait and see guy when it comes to these type of players. He had a lot of buzz coming out of OTE. I thought when he was at OTE, I was like, I know he's going to Kentucky. That is not going to fly, that playing style at Kentucky. Calipari is going to try to water that down. And from what I've seen, he's doing a better job of finding efficient shots, good looks. He caught fire in that game and was electric. I just want to see the rest of the versatility. Um, I, I want to see how everything else develops. I know he's a microwave scorer. Mm-hmm. I know he can get hot. There's guys that know ceilings that are already talking like he's moving up their board. So, yes, I think he's going to be making a very firm appearance on the next board. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see if this is a early second round type of guy that's just like a here's a bucket off the bench um or if he develops a little bit more versatility and this is like hey maybe this has some more momentum to climb but kentucky's website had him around six two six three gavoni posted a recap piece on espn today and had him at six one with a six two wingspan and i was like oh not good um so it's not that we're like, oh, he has to have these measurements because I'm one of those like, whatever. Can the dude play? Can he help out a team? Fine, we'll figure it out. But when you're getting to that graveyard six-foot conversation for a guard and you're thin, you have to be incredible. You have to be very damn good at a lot of stuff. And, you know, how's Bones Highland doing right now? Like, it... I'm just saying like there's it's it's tough. So he's with a great school to develop his craft. Calipari's had great success with getting guards to find another level of their basketball career that they might not even thought existed. So that's why I'm so I'm going to be patient with Dillingham throughout the year because Calipari's got something there and he's probably like if I can get him to buy in, he can unlock a little bit of his game and Everyone knows how I'm trying to push the needle to bring back small point guards. I absolutely love the little guys. So we'll see. We'll wait and see. But um, any thoughts or who else, who else do you think is making some noise? Um, yeah, a couple other names. I want to shout out a couple of the other NBL guys. Um, Alex Tui, love his game. Uh, I was really surprised he wasn't on the or he, that he didn't make our top 60. Um, Albert just wrote an awesome piece over about him over at nocillionsnba.com. Make sure to go check that out. He's been really, really impressive. Um, and then Ariel Hookporty, same kind of vein, 
really just plays the part of a backup big. I know that's not sexy, but when you look around the league and how many teams are desperate for that backup center, look at the Clippers. They're, you know, negotiating with Daniel Tice right now. Um, they could really use Huck Porty. He's been really good on the roll. He catches everything. His drop coverage and rim protection have been exceptional. So I don't think he's going to be a first rounder, but I think a team taking him in the second round is going to be very happy with him. And Trenton Flowers is another guy where I struggle with him, but the the athleticism, the hype around him, the intrigue about what he could still grow into and how kind of moldable his game still is. There, there's a lot of interest with him. So it'll be, an, I, I hope that kind of like AJ Johnson, he starts to get a more consistent role, at least a, a little more prominent role, but those guys are looking to win games. So he'll, it'll be fascinating to see where he lands. Absolutely. Um, Flowers is a tricky one, but we, we know we've talked to people that are very, very high on him that were like, Whoa, okay. So I think the NBL situation is just going to have to take a lot of patience from everyone. Mm-hmm. Braden Huff, someone brought up in the comments. He looked very impressive early for Gonzaga, but it's another guy that I'm like, I need to see what you can do against legit competition. But 6'10 freshman lefty with a beautiful shot from outside. He's just put up a couple big games. I just want to see more. I, I need to see that consistency, and then he's going to start heating up. Um, Walter Clayton Jr., I know people have been yep. kind of buzzing about. He's looked good. Florida, um, I know Grant Nelson's had a couple good games for Bama. Let's wait and see there for me. Um, Juan Nunez is starting to look really good again from overseas. Ratio Farm. Um, I got to give a little love to KJ Lewis and, and Kylan Boswell for Arizona have looked good. And I think they're going to start getting more spotlight if they're consistent and Arizona keeps playing great. So um, anybody else who did I miss? Oh, Peyton Sanford for Iowa. I think some flashes, some, some yeah. stuff to just monitor. So like, like uh, intriguing shoot. and you can shoot. Let's see if you can get hot this year and, and start to build some confidence. So, um, feel like I'm always missing like 15 guys, but it's that just, time of the year where yeah. 150 names make sense. And I had to sift through 150 plus names. So that was fun. Um, I will say, um, yeah, that, that was, <laughs> I felt your pain. Um, I will say London Johnson hasn't been playing for the ignite. And I think when he comes it back, shows. we're going, yes, it does. When he comes back, we're going to start heating up again about London Johnson. I think you have him he, in your top 60. I have him on my, uh, knocking on the door list because I think I want to see him get back and put together a couple of games. And then I feel like I'm going to buy in because the lot, me and you were talking about him. What was it? It wasn't against Perth. Yeah. It was, uh, against, it was, against, was Perth. It against Perth. Yeah. He was like, he, Oh, he, he play. played really well. Yeah. He played I, not well. Like, he didn't put up big numbers, but he just kind of controlled. He, he played just a really good backup role or point guard role. He, he like, I'm look, I'm looking at my board and, there's names I should probably put him in. I don't know. It, he's going to be tough because I still am waiting to see AJ Mitchell from Santa Barbara. I like him a lot. Um, I don't know. It, it's just, I, I think London, it's always funny with teams when a guy isn't playing and they get smoked and you realize, yeah, you, you London's a little bit more important to this team than you realize. So I, I it just goes to say, um, what else you got? Anything? That's all I got on the big board. Do you have anything? That's all I got. Okay. Um, well, final two segments. 
What's the best thing in basketball that you've seen recently? You didn't prepare for this again. No, I did. Um, oh, I'm going to wow. steal your Look answer. You. I'm going to steal no. your answer, though. Um, Anthony Edwards, no. the pass he made at the end of the game against the Warriors to it's Mike Conley. It was Mike Conley in the corner, right? Yeah. It was unbelievable. Like the every the moment he touched the ball, I was like, "Ants shooting this." I was like, "Every young guy that's a rising superstar is shooting this." And when he drove and like had that turnaround, and I was like, "He's gonna step through and shoot this off the glass." Blah blah blah. When he threw the pass, I literally was like watching. I was like, "Great pass!" You know, just one of those moments where you're so in shock. So big time win. I was really really impressed with Ant. He looks like a. It's here. He is becoming a superstar in the league. I, and I think that was a very mature moment of just being like, this is me. Um, and I, I think every guy would have taken the shot. Like been like, there's no way I'm not taking the shot. And this read right here to just kick. Oh my gosh. Like some people were like, that wasn't a great pass. I was like, that pass was unbelievable. <laughs> it, it didn't need to be on the money. It just needed to be in the vicinity. So big time play. Um, you know, they've been playing great, and Ant just looks like he's finally getting it. The, the Wolves are legit. They look really fun. Look at you bringing the, the, the Timberwolves propaganda. I love I, it. I um, love watching them. No, I mine is Lil Bob Carrington. Um, I've just had so much fun watching him. So, Gosh, you're pumping this. I'm, am I, I going to have a midnight viewing of some film? Or I'll wait to see your piece I, tomorrow okay, or when it goes out. Whenever you get around to watching him let me know what you think of the defense because i yes. think there are flashes of good stuff and like he's trying but it feels like a lot of the lapses are like freshman stuff if that makes sense so i think it's okay i think there's no, but, good intent behind it but i am curious to see how it kind of grows i'm very patient with um freshman defensive lapses very patient yeah okay um well let's get into the final one the no ceilings green room um I, I, I'm a man of my word, Metcalf. Made some art. I made some art, baby. There we go. <laughs> Green room is live and well. Um, so introduce it to everyone. Yeah, just for for, for new listeners. Uh, it, it is the most exclusive club in the basketball draft world. Uh, only 14 names get in. No more, no less by draft time. Uh, we've been kind of slowly going through introducing people to get in to get in line um it's based on vibes it's based on potential it's based on pedigree um all that kind of stuff it is not our lottery rankings it is not our top 14 necessarily um it is the 14 guys there there's it's based a lot on vibes um but currently in there we have jacoby walter alex sar ron holland justin edwards stephen castle and donovan Klingon. in line garway dual Bronny james zachary Risacher. Nikola Topic, Adem Bona, and Trey Alexander. All right, Rucker. Is anyone game booted? <sighs> My no, I don't. <laughs> oh, no, no, not yet. Um, well, here's my question for you: Stay If close. we boot someone, is it a two for one? No. Okay, I'm not there. Uh, what are you thinking? I think we're close, but I'm gonna, we're close. I'm, I'm going to give it a, a, another w- one more week. One more week. That's all he's got. Justin is 
the hawk in the sky is watching Justin Edwards at the bar. He's fallen over a little bit. He's his looks table unstable. keeps knocking over drinks. They, they spilled a couple drinks, so now it's a liability because you know cleanup duties had to come, and they're getting restless. The bouncers are getting restless because they don't want to have to monitor it the whole night. They've got too much going on. He's he's got a target on his back now, so um, he's on thin ice. Uh, maybe he's got a big tab. He hasn't paid his bill. We're getting restless with it. We don't know. It, it's just, you know, a lot of questions. Um, the problem was, as I was making the graphic, is I looked at the guys in line and there's like four of them that I love yep. to go in. So we're, we're in some, we're in some deep shit right now. Cause I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of talent waiting to come into the building. What are your thoughts? Because I feel like I've I've kind of spearheaded the last couple times. I need no, you yeah, to get more please. into the okay, okay. Please, I don't want to. I don't want to be a selfish guy. I want you to um, let first before we let anyone in. Let's we'll both nominate a name to get in line. Um, oh, get in line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we'll we'll do get in line because maybe one of these guys just jumps straight to the front and goes in. Um, so my nomination for line is on brand here. I'm going to go Bob Carrington. Yeah, you're really pumping that. Uh, are you getting a cut of his percentage when he gets drafted? Don't no, don't, um, don't worry about my business. Um, but I need you to actually watch him. Yeah, it's tough because I'm trying to think of anyone. No, I'll 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 prove that. Because his vibes are off the chart right now. It's incredible. And he also has the best name ever like Low for a, a guy in the club like yo bub what's up like bub let's get you know so high vibes very very good vibes um if if garway had another good game i would have said garway's got to be involved and garway's we'll already him. in line no i'm, I'm saying he's got to be put in the, he's got to be the guest list he would have to be coming into the club but i don't think he's in so to get in line i'll say bub bub's in there dubs or okay. bud's there is it Bub? Yeah, it's Bub. Bub. Okay. I always who, want to say who, it's Dub. But um who who's your nomination to get in line? Uh I don't have a great one. What are you uh, for for line the only one I would say and it's just a wild card and I feel like you're going to tell me no is um Kevin McCuller. Sure. Love it. I love Kevin. Are we doing that? Yeah. What's okay, the harm, in, what's the harm because, in putting him in line? Well, we have a lot of young guys. Um, so I feel like we might have to do it. <laughs> Is Bona in line? Yeah. Are we doing it? Yeah, Bona's in. Fuck yeah. Bona's in. Love that. Humongous individual. He's basically the Hulk. Um... I have to. I have to have that. Um, so you know, I just can't believe the the sequence we just had for everybody <laughs> on the line. They're all gonna laugh. That's why we laugh at our own pain, folks. But um, no, I think that's a good one. Bona's good. Um, so we have Bo- Bona and Klingon in there, which is and humongous Sar. individual and, and Sar. So we've got a lot of height. Um, lot we're of getting size. crowded. We might have to not just give them like their own private table. Now they need to have almost like their own area code because it's just huge people. Um, but I do like the list and how it's trending. I think there's an, a guy that's, you know, 
on thin ice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think McCullough is a good little wild card. It'll be interesting. I almost said Dillingham, but I feel like you would have just dropped your internet and been like, I can't do the pods anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, internet went out again. <laughs> um, this is a good one. Bona is like those old school Davis brothers, power forwards, Antonio and Dale Davis. That's an unbelievable. <laughs> that would be pretty good if Bona played as long as they did in the league. So, um, yeah, I, I like where we're at. I like where we're at with the list. So, what well, we we've got seven. Uh, I'll update the graphic for next time, but we're gonna have seven. seven. We'll add Bona to number seven, and as everyone remembers, we can take away. So we number can. four is kind of, you know, we can almost put that font in red right now <laughs> because he's he's in the danger zone. Um, and we'll we'll add uh, we'll add your boy and you know to the list. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, thanks everyone for being patient while Metcalf yeah. uh, had a midlife crisis. Yeah, while well, well, we're doing the but, show, um, appreciate um, you all. No, I mean, hey, it'll be fun to to edit this after. Yeah, that'd, so. that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> Rucker, this is a blast. Thank you for everyone tuning in. Um, he is Tyler Rucker at Tyler underscore Rucker. I'm Tyler Metcalf at T Metcalf eleven. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and a five star rating. Till next time, see ya.